Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to King of the Hill Podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, you are Rusty. Yep. Um, We are um, all the way season four, episode 21. 21. And you just told me that uh, there's 24. Yeah, there's 24 episodes in this season, so that means we're... we're Yeah, we're getting close. Less than a month away from finishing season four. So there you go, guys. That's uh, That's season four. It's crazy that we've been going on this long. Yeah, it's almost... Uh, Everybody else quit by now, right? There's that one guy that still does his... Uh, Which one is that? He does two episodes a week. Uh, I can't remember the name of the podcast now. Oh, okay. They do two episodes... He does two episodes but every do episode. they just like... Uh, I've never oh, listened. I, I haven't listened to it in a long time, so I don't yeah. really know, but they cram two episodes hey, into the same time that we do one. God bless them. I mean, that's, that's great if they yeah. can do that. Yeah, they do the... Uh, well, I've reached out to them before. I need to reach back out to them. I need to get reach back out to everybody I've reached out to and, and start sure. and start scheduling everything. But uh, he uh, he wanted to collaborate with us. The people oh, in Australia wanted to collaborate with us. Oh, wonderful! I also have a uh, we just a, have to do an episode in the guest, middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a guest coming up for us. Uh, I just got to pin down a time for him. He's a uh, he's a comic from New Zealand. Oh. And, I like New Zealand uh, comics. Yeah, he's uh, he's 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 a cruise ship comic. He does a cruise lot of cruise ship, ship stuff. He used to travel like 200 days out of the year and stuff, doing comedy on cruise ships and stuff oh, like man. that. Uh, but he's also toured the UK. He did a lot of stuff in Southeast Asia. That was really where he made his bread and butter with Southeast Asia and stuff like that, huh. touring and doing comedy there. I kind of love that. Uh, yeah, he knows jokes in Spanish, Cantonese, oh, Mandarin. Wow. Like he was, you know, just sort of chatting with them and everything. Yeah. And uh, he's actually the voice of Fiji water. And McDonald's okay. in, in, in New, New Zealand. Zealand. Huh. So, yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, no bell, no yell here. Um, but I did not want to get through this episode without telling you uh, or asking you, how was your celebration? <laughs> was it good? 
Oh no! <laughs> I, yeah, I avoided oh, okay. I avoided yeah. at all costs. Yeah, well, to I didn't even know it. I didn't even know that it happened. That that's how uh, detached I am from downtown. It's three days. It's like uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday here downtown at these lovely yeah. uh, silos. There's two things I come downtown for. Yeah, recording. Yeah, and faux. Yeah, that that's literally the only two Wait, things. At, clay pot. Clay pot. That's yeah. the only clay two things. That's a really good faux. one. Yeah, very very good uh, Vietnamese stuff. Fa fo. I think it's Vietnamese. Fa fo fa. All right. It's so, definitely not Laotian. No, it is not Laotian. You're right about that. We need a Laotian restaurant. We we actually got, and this has nothing to do with anybody out here, um, we got a new uh, Asian restaurant over there on Valley Mills where the catch okay. used to be. King Noodle. Oh, Catfish King. No. 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 Where the catch was. Oh, so catch. over by Aldi. The catch by Aldi's. Yeah. I got you. The, the catch, if you didn't town. know, was uh, the first time I found out about them, it was because they had beer on mm-hmm. tap. And right. I, I would just eat one plate of fish and drink 14 beers. Sure. sure. That's why they went out of business. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> it became a bar no, for free food. this place was great, food, though. Yeah. I went to it the other night. It, uh, the, we, we had some really good food there. Uh, okay, so speaking of food, we start off at That's Amore Italian restaurant. Hank is uh, in the back, and he's got a little dropper. He's putting water on the seals mm-hmm. of the uh, propane tank to see if it's leaking. Yeah. Right. And uh, which it, which if those of you that don't know, it, generally it you would do be that with a tire. Too. You do it with a tire. It would be like soapy water. You would spray on mm-hmm. something like that. And if you see bubbles, you, bubble. you know you got an air leak. Hey, by the way, this is Sunday morning and we're recording this, so uh, that's why we're both. Uh, yeah, we're on coffee this morning. In the yeah. coffee. Uh, so he puts the water on there and it uh, it does bubble up and he goes, oh, sweet Lord. And then he knocks on the employee door uh, and it is open. He goes in. Uh, hello, Hank Hill, Strickland Propane, unannounced service check. He's walking through the kitchen and stuff. He goes, we've got a storage tank situation that requires immediate attention. Then he steps in what I'm assuming is red sauce. There was a question in my mind as to whether it was blood or, or red sauce. Um, we find out that it's red sauce. You hear from inside the uh, the walk-in freezer, you go, bang, bang, bang. He goes, oh, someone here? He opens the walk-in, and this guy comes out. Frozen. He's 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 yeah. chattering. He's cold, and he's in a tuxedo of yeah, all yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's in a, a cold dude. You know, uh, Mr. Winston, we got a problem here. It doesn't even phase Hank that this guy's been locked in the freezer. No, he's not even. It's not, it's not even registered to him yet. I don't no, think. because it's all propane emergency. Yeah, he's only worried about the propane. Uh, when you replaced your regulator, you didn't replace the copper pigtail, and now, uh, and Mr. Winston just starts and oh, thank God, thank you, Hank, you saved my life. Hank continues, uh, leaky pigtail's really more of a waste issue than a safety issue. Mr. Winston continues. <laughs> They're having two very different conversations. Very different conversations. Here. One guy just almost died in a freezer, That's and right. one guy's right. worried about He's worried about a pigtail. Fittings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Winston says, I've been trapped in that dang freezer since 2 in the morning. I dropped a jar of ragu. That's where we found out it's red sauce. And the door slammed shut while I was mopping it up. If it weren't for you, I'd be dead. I'd be dead. And that, that kicks in. Hank finally... Um, realizes what the guy's saying. Really? I saved a life. How do you like that? And the guy says, I like it a lot, Hank. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't you come back this weekend? I'll give you a dinner for two on the house. Oh, what am I saying? You saved my life. Dinner for four. Uh, now we transition to the Hill House at night in the living room, and Hank is regaling uh, Peggy and Bobby with the tale of what just happened. And he continues, and then I opened the freezer door, and damned if I didn't find a guy in a tuxedo. <laughs> 
Peggy. Yeah, in, I, the, in, love, the, in the ice box. <laughs> I love how they both sit in those like wingback chairs in the living room, yeah. like your grandmother and grandfather. Like the Ma and Pa know? chairs, yeah. 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 <laughs> Very nice. And, and, and then the thing is, is if you sit in either one of them, they feel entirely different yes. because yes. Ma has a rump and then Pa doesn't. That's right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, at my grandfather's house, it used to be that uh, all the pillows smelled like farts, so that was, that was <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, so Peggy pipes up and goes, oh, Hank, you could have been killed. Now promise me you'll never do something like that again. What, save somebody's life? Yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't know what, what she's, she's talking saying? about. That's weird. That's he one of those weird Peggy things. He goes, well, hold on. To thank me for saving his life, he's giving me free dinner for four, including drinks, but not tip. So uh, who should we invite, she says. Oh, I figured since it was for four people, I'd take Dale, Bill, Boomhauer, Damn, Hank, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I'm just going to take my friends. That's it, taking them all with me. Peggy says, uh, you can't go with the guys. That That's Amore is the most romantic restaurant in all of Heimlich County. That's saying something. You will take me, and we will invite another couple to join us. This is I, think I love this, this line. This yeah. is the only time Bobby speaks in this entire episode. I love the line, though. They picked a perfect line for Bobby on <laughs> this says, one. He says, how about me and Connie? We were just saying we don't go out enough with other couples. <laughs> couples. Dude's like 12 years old. Yeah, We don't go out enough with other <laughs> to couples. To his parents. Yeah. Yeah, and Bobby, uh, she goes, uh, you and Connie? <laughs> she just laughs. What on earth would we talk about? <laughs> She's just such a dick. Uh, all right. Now we're in the alley with all four guys, uh, Bill, Dale, Boomhauer, and Hank. Uh, Hank says, well, the upshot is the man's not dead, and I got a free dinner for four at that Amore. There you go. That's the upshot. Uh, they all kind of cheer. Bill goes, we get to share a meal at the most romantic restaurant in town. Hank has to break the news to him. He says, uh, sorry, Peggy wants it to be a couple's date, you know, with another, another couple. couple. <laughs> and the only other couple in the alley is. That's right. Uh, and they yeah. just all, like, groan because they, they wanted this free meal, right? Yeah, they all thought they were going to get to eat some free meal at an Italian restaurant. So Dale pipes up and goes, oh, wait a minute. I have a wife. We're a couple. And then he's <laughs> like, I get a free meal. I get a free meal. Just rubbing it in to the I'm, rest of the I'm guys. not going to name any names, but I ate at an Italian restaurant here in town in the yep. in the downtown area. I'll narrow it down a little oh, bit. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And uh, it was God awful. Yeah, the place has been going downhill. I ordered a bala, or what was it? Uh, I ordered chicken cacciatore, uh -huh. and it was. It was rough. It was like a thin yeah, yeah, yeah. piece of yeah. frozen chicken. Sure. When usually, if you order chicken cacciatore at a restaurant, it's like an actual sure. bird with bone, like an actual piece of chicken kind yeah. of thing. Well, it was just it's, odd. I the thing about that place, and again, we won't name any places. Yeah, uh, I don't want to disparage anybody. But yeah, they were always so heavy on the sauce, like tons oh, of sauce, way too much sauce. I think this they put so much sauce on it to saturate I think the frozen it. chicken. Yeah. yeah, trying to cover it. All right, later at Dale's house, uh, the red corn jeep is out front. The bugabago's out front. You see Dale in the hallway. He knocks on the door to the bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> you just hear Nancy inside. <sighs> Who is it? He goes, Dale Gribble. She, you hear a little whisper, and she goes, come in. He comes in and says, sorry to interrupt your healing session. Uh, she is on the table in a towel. Yeah. John Redcorn's standing there. I guess he was giving her a headache massage uh, with, with a happy ending. Uh, he says, uh, sorry to interrupt your healing session. Hey, John Redcorn. But Hank and Peggy invited us to dinner Saturday night. Uh, I don't understand the lack of... Um, awareness on mm -hmm. Dale's part. It's it, it baffles me every time. Yeah, he's he's pretty unaware most of the Nancy, time. And then Nancy, just right in his face, she's like, but Saturday night's one of my John Redcorn nights. Sorry, Shug. 
Uh, John Redcorn speaks up and goes, but Nancy, maybe you should go. She goes, what? No, I have an appointment with you for my migraines. Yes, I know. I've just healed you three, three to five nights a week for many years. I could really use a night off. <laughs> this kind of pisses her off. <laughs> she says, as she stands up, she's in that towel. She goes, I don't understand. Did I do something to upset you as a patient? And I mean, Dale's just standing there watching this whole thing, right? No, of course not. I love uh, treating you for migraines. <laughs> she goes, then what is it? It's, it, it's nothing. She goes, it's not nothing. It's just, damn it, I can't take a night off. She goes, do whatever you want. I don't care. She runs in the bathroom, slams the door. And then Dale, again, lack of any kind of awareness. Great. I'll tell him we're on. (laughs) Doesn't even know what's going on. Nothing. You know, and that goes back to the theory where I really think Dale knew everything and he just liked torturing John Redcorn. Mm. That's what, like, scenes like this, there's no man that's that dumb. There's no man that's that blind to to what's going on. Especially a guy like somebody like him who picks out all of the conspiracy theories. Think of how of think stuff. of how surveilled his house is. Well, this there's comes, no way he hasn't doesn't have sex tapes. Of this comes Nancy up later, and, uh, and I mean it's just literally in front of him, and he he does nothing about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now we go over to the Hill House. Um, uh, Peggy is in there picking out a, a dress to wear because I guess this is a fancy place. Yeah. Uh, Hank comes in. Guess who? Guess who's joining us for dinner? She goes, Dale and Nancy. She already told you. Oh my God, Hank, I was joking. I mean, that's the last yeah. people she wants to go with. He goes, I didn't mean to invite him. I, I wouldn't even brought it up if I remembered for a second that he was married. <laughs> yeah. She just says, uh, they're not even a real couple. Did you know she only sleeps with him on his birthday and Christmas? That's why she gets so depressed around the holidays. That's a fantastic line. Yeah, it is. I All love right. that line. Now it's nighttime. We're at That's Amore. Uh, and both of them, Hank and Dale, are dressed to the nines. Uh, Peggy is in a ball gown. Of course, Dale being dressed to the nines still means he has a cigarette and his hat on. Still has a cigarette, still has his hat. Anytime you see a Dale dressed up for anything, like yep. when he goes to court and he's got yep. like, his little vest on or whatever, mm-hmm. it's always matched with the Manitoba. It is. Uh, and then uh, Hank pulls out the chair for Peggy. Peggy. Uh, Dale pulls out uh, for Nancy, Madam Gribble. Uh, and she... She is just she's like depressed that she's out with her husband. Yeah, she wouldn't rather be out with John Redcorn because she doesn't be love her husband. Yeah, uh, she goes, uh, "Would you excuse me?" And she just walks off. Dale again, oblivious, goes, "Boy, look at her, she's so sexy when she's walking away. It's almost a shame she's going to turn around and come back." <laughs> uh, so then he picks up the the candle in the middle of the table and lights a cigarette. Um, this shows you how long ago that was. That was a while back. Smoke inside. smoke inside of a restaurant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. He blows some smoke out of that uh, right in Peggy's face. She coughs a little bit. Uh, she, then we see Nancy. She's over on a payphone. Again, there's your time capsule also. She's on a payphone at this restaurant, right? And there's a bank of those freaking payphones, like at the uh, airport for some reason. Uh, she's calling John Redcorn, of course. His, his answering machine picks up. Hello, this is John Redcorn. If you're calling about the car, it's already been sold. Otherwise, please leave a message. You know, that Maybe. reminds me, around that time, I'm pretty sure, I want to say <laughs> around this time, that Austin song came out by Blake Shelton, where mm. uh, uh, if you're calling about the car, I already sold something. You know, oh, there it's, you go. it's like a girl or whatever that, that uh, leaves, you know, a guy and a girl yeah. split up and yeah. she goes to Austin. And uh, so he used to call her and then she never picked up the phone. So she would call him. And every time she called him, you know, it would be a answer machine saying, you know, I'm, I already sold the car. I'm out bowling. I'm out fishing. I made zero connection with that. Uh, Uh, Anyway, he says, uh, otherwise, please leave a message. And then you hear beep. She, uh, Nancy starts in with her message.
message, John Redcorn, it's me. I guess you're out enjoying your night off. Well, I miss you. And then it goes to John Redcorn. He's just sitting there in his chair screening his calls. Yeah. And he's, he's reading a book called This Land is Our Land, <laughs> yeah. which I think that's great. Uh, she goes, I'll call you tomorrow. And she hangs, hangs up the phone and then just chugs a glass of champagne. Next thing we see is uh, she is at the bar. Bartender's pouring her some red wine. Dale ambles up and he goes, hey there, beautiful. What are you drinking? Red wine? Yep, red wine. Uh, bartender, not knowing that Dale is who he is, says, uh, take a hike. The lady doesn't want to be bothered. Uh, Nancy goes, uh, it's okay. I know him. And <laughs> Dale, <tried. laughs> yeah. this, is, this is his way of wooing Nancy, right? I have never seen this woman before in my life except in my dreams. And then Nancy, like, at that line, she kind of starts to start coming around. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and I love in the script that it says moderate tempo jazz plays. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite, favorite off, yeah, off I like that script. One. Uh, he, so he takes her out to dance. Uh, he smells her and he goes, uh, you smell good. She smells him and says, I like, I like your, your tie. tie yeah. He goes, I found it on the ground. I haven't worn it since the inaugurated president of the gun club. <laughs> found it on the ground. She says, uh, I didn't know you were president. Congratulations. This shows you how much they actually communicate, which is like yeah, zero. Yeah, yeah, zero communication. And by the way, where's Joseph? Just ask him. Uh, I guess he's 12, 13. Probably he can stay home dad. by himself or whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah probably hanging out with his dad. Yeah, probably hanging out with his dad. <laughs> he's the one handing him the books. Yeah. Um, so they're out there dancing. She says, congratulations to him. And he goes, oh, congratulations to you and your 79% accuracy rate in predicting last month's weather. So he, they're dancing. He's spinning her around. He's a damn good dancer. Yeah, honestly. he's not a bad dancer. And then we find out in a bit he's a damn good roller skater. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Uh, she says, "You watch Channel eighty four Action News with Miguel Hernandez." I love how she has to use the entire. She's got to use title. the entire title. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing. He goes, "I sort of have a crush on the weather gal." And flips up his glasses. She goes, "Oh, I forgot you have brown eyes." That, that is the most common. That's <laughs> I mean, the, the that's only eye color, common. yeah. Oh, I forgot you have brown eyes. They're so cute and close together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we see Hank and, and Peggy sitting over there. They're kind of watching them dance. Hank says, uh, look at those two. They're so happy, almost makes you forget the last 14 years. Peggy says, mm-hmm, romance has a new address. He says, yep. This place sure is special. She says... Uh, Romance has a new address. Hank, yeah, I love this. <laughs> yeah. Hank, would you like to dance? Oh, no thanks. I'm on my feet all day. <laughs> yeah. It's just so rough. Uh, he... Um, I bet you he can't dance. No, probably. I bet it's love box step. You know, just one, two. One, yeah, one, two, two one, two. two. Yeah. Uh, you see Dale dip Nancy on the floor, um, and then he reaches over at the girl selling flowers in the restaurant. You ever had that happen? Like, you're in a restaurant, and some person comes over selling roses roses for the lady that kind of thing. uh no nah, but i've been in the bar and it's usually hispanic yeah. or blind uh it's true it's usually something for the blind or uh something for a catholic church sure, or, sure. or something like that uh so he grabs one of the flowers out he does not pay for it uh gives it to nancy and she puts it in her teeth and when he dips nancy he goes self-taught i mean he's so proud of himself <laughs> Uh, now we're later at, uh, Dale and Nancy's house. Uh, they are going to what looks like separate bedrooms telling each other good night. Yeah. She goes, I had a nice time tonight, Shug. Uh, he goes, yeah, uh, me too. Well, good night. And he starts going down to the basement. So I don't know if he sleeps in the basement. Uh, I'm kind of assuming he does. Maybe he's got a cot down there Maybe, or something. Maybe, yeah. 
Uh, he's going down the de- he's going out of the basement, and she rushes him and kisses him. She's like, "Dale," and they're both just moaning and moaning. Uh, and then it transitions to the bedroom, and you see Dale smoking, and he's like, "Ah, all right, let's get started." <laughs> he has yeah, to yeah, smoke yeah. a cigarette. Yeah, you first. think you think like the Dear optics God. is it's over, yeah. but he hadn't even yeah. started yet. <laughs> uh, now it's the next day. Uh, they're waking up, and um, she is kind of like, oh, gosh, you know, and she feels around, and she's kind of smiling because I'm, I'm assuming she thinks yeah. it's uh, red corn because she doesn't really remember what happened. Uh, Dale is completely nude, uh, kind of spooning in the middle of her legs, just passed out completely yeah. with a sheet covering his genitals, but you can see his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she goes, oh, my God. And then it goes to a commercial break. And that is going to be our first one. And we'll be right back. Soy Jackie. Y yo soy Jessica. Y esto es Zona del Crimen. podcast donde hablaremos sobre casos de crímenes reales y eventos impactantes que han quedado marcados a través del tiempo. Recuerden que nos pueden seguir en Facebook, Instagram o donde escuches tus podcasts favoritos. Hi and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. And you didn't say hi. I didn't. You you just kept going. I'm going to introduce the book. I'm <laughs> not reading it. It's because I don't like reading. Girls like cowboy butts, you know, and those jeans don't hide anything. <laughs> Find us on Instagram at Bustles and Bangers or on RogueMediaNetwork.com. All right, we are back, and we are still in Dale and Nancy's bedroom. Well, I was just thinking while we were on the break, yep. uh, there's a whole generation of people that won't know what it is to smoke a cigarette after sex. That's true. There's like I was just thinking yep. about that. I was like, there's a whole generation of people. smoke a vape? Well, it, it'll be, it won't even be vapes if we're long. Cotton I mean, candy. I've already, I was reading about legislation where they're going to try to outlaw tobacco, and then the next thing is outlawing vapes, too, yeah. or something like that. They're well, just trying to get rid lung. of smoking, yeah. Get you some popcorn lung. Uh, so, um, Dale is getting up from the bed. Uh, he's pulling on his uh, very orange jumpsuit. Boy, if they gave an Olympic medal in sexual gymnastics, I would have taken home the silver. <laughs> now, why do you not say gold for yourself? <laughs> he goes last night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she says, uh, she looks just, uh, flabbergasted at this point. She goes, if you say so, I was pretty drunk. Dale sits down and just starts bouncing on the bed like a three-year-old. Oh, I've forgotten how comfortable your mattress is. What is it? Sealy? Simmons? Serta? Spring Air? Stearns and Foster? She's like, I don't know. He goes, Simmons, I bet. Well, I got to go empty some glue traps over at the preschool, but I'll be thinking of you. Why? How romantic. Yeah, Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) I'm going to go empty these glue traps. That's right. You know, go kill a couple rats. He blows a kiss at her. She gets up immediately and starts washing the sheets. She's like, oh, we've defied. Lost them all. We've defied the adultery bed. You know, that was uh, one of the most awkward, awkward exchanges I had with a college professor. Uh, I had asked, I'd missed class one day and I had asked, where can I find the notes? Cause they weren't yeah. where they usually mm-hmm. were. And the message I got back was 
you kill your rats, I'll kill mine. That was the only. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I don't know. I I, 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 I contemplated that for like two years after that email. I saved that email and used to that open so it at weird. night and think about what she meant. Such a weird thing it to say. It was such a weird thing to say. Student. Well, I she mean, was like a history so teacher that had lived in like like half of her career teaching in Japan. Mm. So I don't know if it was like a Japanese kill your phrase rats, I'll kill mine. that. She translated into English. And it just doesn't I kinda, translate. I kind of like that phrase, though. I, well, I, I like, like it too, I'll and take I've care used of my it. Shit, you, you take, take care, and of I've yours. used it yeah. since. But I, I don't know why. <laughs> That's like, an odd response to what you. Asked, I just needed though, to know yeah. where the notes were, right. and I think what she was saying is, is the notes will be put up when I put them up. Uh, I, I think you. that's what she was gotcha, getting gotcha. on. But yeah. but she could have just replied. The notes will be up soon. <laughs> she could have said know, anything. Like, or ASAP or yeah, whatever. Or, you know? Yeah, anything besides I'm <laughs> yeah. killing rats. Yeah. Uh, Nancy is outside hanging this laundry because apparently they don't have a dryer. Uh, and then over the fence, you see Peggy in a big floppy hat. Yeah. So they're both outside. Morning, Nancy. You're up early, and so am I. She's like, morning. Oh, is something wrong? She did. Uh, Nancy immediately starts crying. She goes, I slept with Dale. And um, Peggy's like, oh, my God, we forgot his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She goes, oh, what if John Redcorn finds out? 14 years we've been together, and I throw it all away for one night of reckless passion. It's just so weird how that, this is flipped on its head. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. I think it's so weird that uh, not only that, it's like it's her husband she's talking about. She's yeah. talking about a guy that's not her husband getting jealous right. of her husband. Right. <laughs> uh, Peggy responds with, Nancy, now you know my position on monogamy. I'm in favor of it. <laughs> yeah. She goes, this is your chance to give up the excitement of an affair and have a normal life with your husband. She goes, I'm sorry, Suge. Maybe monogamy works for you and Hank, but it does not work for me and Dale and John Redcorn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, later, she's uh, putting the sheets back on the bed. Dale comes in the bedroom. Hey, baby, daddy's home. Did you miss me? That's creepy as <laughs> That's shit, That's super Dale. creepy, Dale. Uh, she says, John Redcorn's coming over tonight. When are you leaving for the gun club? He goes, your headaches are back. But you were fine when I left. Wait a minute. Every time I leave, you call John Redcorn. And she sits down on the bed because she thinks, oh, shit, this is it. You yeah. Know, he yeah, knows. she thinks he's about to. And again, Ugh. I think he knows, but this is him just oh being it. This is just him being facetious. Instead, he's like, I know what's going on here. Your headaches are a desperate bid for my attentions. But what did I do? I pawn you off on some Indian healer so I can have my Dale time at the gun club or breeding show turtles. <laughs> Or on the internet investigating. Which is a callback. So the show turtle thing. Oh, that's right. Uh, I haven't I haven't really hit a lot of his notes because it's been pretty much, you know, straightforward. Artie. Uh, Artie's notes. But they, they, Thanks, uh, Artie. It is a uh, callback to season four, episode 10, uh, Helenium. The Helenium oh, episode. Right. Yeah, they also yeah. made an appearance there. His he had the turtles, turtles down in the, in the in basement. The thing, yeah. You can see him, yeah. Uh, he says, or on the internet investigating unexplained phenomena. God, I am so selfish. She goes, oh, stop blaming yourself, Suge. In some ways, this is my fault, too. Well, no shit, Nancy. Yeah, it is your fault. I yeah. mean, that's the way it goes. I don't deserve you, he says. Of course you do. You are a sensitive, trusting, sweet, trusting man, and I don't deserve you. I love how she says trusting yeah. twice. And then... Well, that's the thing is, is she can trust him. Because remember, oh, there's an absolutely. episode that comes up later on where there's some, like... Uh, drop dead gorgeous uh, exterminator yeah. that he interacts he with, him. and she does weird pigeon noises to him, like a mating call for <laughs> pigeons or something on the roof of a building. And she comes onto him, and he gives like this long soliloquy of Nancy's my woman, and I love my woman. When Nancy's been having sex with John right. Redcorn right. for a better part of two decades, I love Dale's uh, pickup line here. Are you sure you're not an alien? Because you just abducted my heart. <laughs> And that kicks Nancy into gear, and she yeah. starts kissing him real passionately. Later, uh, we're in the alley with all four guys. Dale comes walking up. Someone just had sex with his wife. 
Boomhauer assumes it's Hank, and he says, yeah. dang, man, I tell you, old Hank, man, you grabbing a little old afternoon like that, man. Hank, <laughs> <laughs> for those of y'all that don't know what he means by little old afternoon, afternoon delight. there was a song that came out back in the was 70s, mm-hmm. 80s, and it was called Afternoon 70s, Delight. Yeah. Uh, uh, afternoon Delight. I think uh, the most recent uh, rendition of that song was done by Will, uh, what's his name, the comedian? Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell. He did a c- cover of that song in one of his movies. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> one of his older movies, uh, not, not anything recent. Hank but. is taken back by this. He's like, what? No, I did It wasn't me. Uh, and Dale's like, oh, no, no, it was me, 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 it was me. Uh, Dale, <laughs> Hank responds, you and Nancy, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, are you Are you sure? <laughs> Bill says, uh, yeah, I thought you were withholding intimacy to preserve your life force. <laughs> 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 He's obviously said that more than once. Dale is like, uh, I was, but then Hank had to go dragging me and the old lady to some Italian romanceria. Romanceria, yeah. I like that, yeah. Next thing you know, we're on our second honeymoon, only this time nose cruise ship, and I only vomited once. <laughs> Puked in the middle of sex. Puked it. Well, it says he puked at his honeymoon too, yeah. more than once. Well, you can almost explain. You can you can almost explain that one because they were on a cruise ship. Yeah. You know, but this time I I don't know why the hell he's he's throwing up. Uh, Nancy's watching all this from inside. She's sitting at the table in the kitchen, uh, and you hear kind of muffled outside. I think I've finally gotten to the point where I actually love her more than my mother. Jeez. Is is this the episode where? Uh, this is the 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 episode they break up for good, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. Cause, You're well, talking about Nancy. Well, because I know Point. they break up in this episode, but I'm just trying to think. That's in perpetuity, right? This is. I believe so. This is. Yeah. We still see John Redcorn as a character, obviously, yes. but. Well, it's more about Joseph. At this it's point. more about After him this. trying to be yeah. friends with Joseph, and then yeah, the, yeah, 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 I remember yeah. the property thing where it's like the little piece Absolutely. of property on the highway. Yeah, this comes. Is that not the next one? Mm. It's it's pretty quick because it they might follow be it up beginning with of five maybe yeah they follow uh, it up with red that, corn like you know really going after that land and stuff that's um, actually a real that's one of my that's a really good episode that's a good one that's a funny yeah. one uh nancy she kind of sighs she picks up the phone she calls red corn again she, hello this is john red corn if you're calling about the car it's already been sold uh and then he picks up real quick like he's screening it and he hears hello hello uh, she says, hello. He goes, yeah, hold, hold on. And then you hear the machine beep. He goes, sorry. She says, uh, um, I have to cancel tonight's session. He's like, what? She goes, I have a headache. So just take an aspirin. <laughs> yeah. 14 years of healing her of headaches. Uh, she says, uh, here's the thing. I can't see you anymore. Nancy, please. I'm sorry, John Redcorn. She hangs up the the phone, and John Redcorn is super surprised. I mean, he yeah, was like, he oh wasn't. My God. Well, because that's the thing is, is usually these things have like a slow buildup, but they don't. They didn't have any no, anything in any of the other episodes that would have indicated that their yeah. relationship is about to end. So yeah. it's just a a sudden stop. I guess you got a a change of heart. Uh, and I maybe that's all. He, he, sorry, oh. Rusty. Hey, oh, go it's ahead. Mason. Go ahead, that's Mason. Why he's throwing a fit. He clearly wanted this. That's right. That's yeah, right. He, he wanted a break. He wanted a break. You got it. He got what he wanted and realized that's not what he wanted. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, uh, Nancy comes out to the alley, and uh, she goes, there you are, Shug. Who let you out of the house? I mean, it's just so funny how they're so close now all of yeah, a sudden. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the flip. Maybe she just remembered why she fell in love with I him. I suppose so. And it yeah. was, uh, I mean, because Dale was charming earlier. That's true. As, in his own way. Yeah. If you're, aren't you an alien? You abducted my heart. Well, that's the thing about Dale. I think that Nancy, or, or you know, Nancy 
maybe appreciates about him is that no matter what, he is always true to the pattern of who he is. He doesn't change. Or no, he doesn't change. And, right and women and women like consistency, even if it is some weirdo. Women, women like, like consistency. Women like consistency. <laughs> so if he's consistent, I feel like you know that's that's why she's there. He's consistently Dale Gribble. You know, Hank seeing them kissing super deep. Uh, he kind of looks away and says, "Oh, Peggy and I sure did have a good time last night." Uh, she speaks up and goes, oh, yeah, Dale and I had a good time last night, too. And they both just kind of chuckle into yeah. themselves. And uh, what I love is that Bill joins into the giggling. He's like, hee, hee, hee. He's <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even know what's going on. He's no, just giggling. He has no he's probably idea. just, he's probably, uh, out of everybody, I imagine that <laughs> Bill is the only one that never could blow oh, 0.00. Everybody at some point in the day could probably blow sober, but I just feel like Bill is the guy because he's always red. You know, yeah. and he's always perpetually drunk. Yeah, just, just sort of a, a slow buzz all day long. Yeah, he's, he's at 0. 0.03, you know, <laughs> probably, right. probably at right. any given moment. She speaks up after uh, uh, she goes. The four of us should get together again soon. And Hank's like, Ugh. he de- I he just hates that. He hates. Oh, going he absolutely out with hates those it. Two. Now it's at night, and we're at Cheapskates, which I've never heard of, uh, and I don't think they go back ever again. Right? Yeah. Okay. So we're hearing another '70s song, "Fly, Robin, Fly." You know, and then everybody's skating around, and uh, uh, Nancy and Dale are like, "Woo!" And they're just, I mean, they're skating backwards and forwards and spinning around. Yeah. Uh, they pass Hank, who, of course, is hanging onto the railing, like struggling real bad, you know, like like a little kid or something. Uh, Dale comes by and goes, hey, Hank, why are you skating backwards? And then he skates right around him. Hank says, uh, if I wanted to, I could just, uh, I just think there are better things the four of us could be doing. And I don't know where the jump is here, but Dale goes, are you suggesting we swing? I'm sorry, I don't share my Nancy with anyone. Yeah. Hank is really taken aback. He's like, I was not suggesting that at all. Dale's, you, can go, you can't go back on it now. It's already out there. Uh, then we transition over to Peggy and Nancy skating together. Peggy says, uh, Nancy, I'm so glad you finally took my advice and decided to love Dale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nancy says, and you know what? I don't even mind doing the right thing when it's this much fun. Dale skates up, he grabs Nancy, and they start a skate train. Uh, I want to make it uh, very clear that I said skate train. (laughs) Yeah, skate Uh, train. (laughs) Yeah, and you hear more of that song playing, and everybody's just having a great time. Uh, With the exception of uh, Hank, Peggy joins in on the train at the end, the skate train. Uh, Later in bed, um, you see the skates are on the floor. Both of them are laying in bed. Uh, she goes, and because she sees John Redcorn starting to crawl in from the window, he's yeah. got roses in his hands. Uh, and he's like, what the hell? Cause he sees both of them in bed, right? He, I don't guess he's ever yeah, run yeah, into yeah. this. I guess he's not. Yeah. Uh, Dale kind of, kind of gets up groggily and goes, where are my smokes? Where I my love smokes? this. I like Nancy that, yeah. says, uh, I think they're in the shower caddy. The shower caddy. That's a crazy well, place to leave your cigarettes. But the thing is, we know he smokes in the shower because of the lawnmower yeah. thing. You yeah, know, the lawnmower remember? thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was smoking in the shower. That's right. Um, so Redcorn kind of hides behind the thing while Dale goes in and looks for his smokes in the shower caddy. By the way, he has on the smallest thong I've ever seen. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Right yeah, up his little, right little skinny up there, butt. Yeah. Uh, Redcorn comes in and goes, what was he doing in your bed? Tell me he had a nightmare. Uh, and he climbs fully in the window. She goes, I didn't mean to hurt you. You have to believe me. Do you love him? I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. And then you hear this scream from Nancy. Dale is behind him, and he hits him in the head with a lamp and knocks him the hell out. 
Uh, Red Corn hits the floor, and that transitions to a commercial break. So we'll take our second, and we'll be right Right back. back. Hi, I'm Christine, and I'm an alcoholic. Here's the deal. Everybody knows somebody that has suffered from the disease of addiction. I want to invite you to listen to Purpose Driven Sobriety, where we have real conversations with real people that have suffered from the disease of addiction and have gone on to thrive. Here, we shine light into the darkness that is addiction. You can find Purpose Driven Sobriety on Facebook or anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Blair. And I'm Brittany. And we're the host of By the the Cover Cover Podcast. (laughs) We cover everything from mysteries, thrillers, romance, chiclet, and even some smut. Don't forget the smut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited to get this thing going and share this with you guys. We've been talking about this for months, and it's finally, finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. For sure. For (laughs) sure. You can find us on Instagram at bythecover underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok, so don't forget to give us a follow on those two also. We are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you. We can't wait. Hope you love it. And we are back. Uh, Red Corn is out on the floor, been knocked mm-hmm. out by the lamp uh, by Dale's hand. Uh, and Dale is really taken back. He's like, huh, John Redcorn? I didn't mean it. I thought he was a burglar. What was he doing in our bedroom in the middle of the night? Uh, Can I Nance? say one thing? Yeah, yeah please. The one thing that irritates me about this episode, yeah. and I really like this episode, uh-huh. where the hell is Joseph during That's what all I said earlier. I don't know where the hell he is. I He's either staying at, at Bobby's house or I, I don't he's know. He's not at summer camp yet. No, that's true. That's right. Yeah, I have no freaking clue where he's at. Uh, anyway, Dale is like, um, you know, what the hell is he doing in our, our bedroom middle of the night? And Nancy goes, um, he was dropping off an insurance claim form. Uh, Dale finally putting on a robe and covering up this very small little thong he's got on. He says, uh, damn, my cat like reflexes. And he goes, shasha, shasha. Shasha. Yeah, he does karate. Shasha. And then he does the, uh, the crane pros. That's right. The the pose, sorry, which is, uh, I I guess that was made famous for Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Nancy, thanks, Artie. I love Nancy. She goes, "Stop with the shisha, Shug." <laughs> and then you hear John Redcorn starting to moan. She gets down and cradles Redcorn's head. She goes, "Everything's going to be okay. I'm here for you." So is Dale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dale gets up. Uh, or it, Dale uh, goes, "Oh God, oh God, oh God! Please don't sue." John Redcorn gets up, crawls out the window, and you hear him uh, peel out in his in his jeep. Uh, Nancy's calling after him, John Redcorn, come back, I'm sorry. Dale says, you didn't do anything wrong. I'm the one who kabonked him. Kabonked. Uh, We go over to Hank and Peggy in the bedroom bathroom. Uh, They're both brushing their teeth, looking into the mirror. Hank says, uh, this is a weird exchange. That is a weird, really, really weird exchange. This is like probably top ten most uncomfortable exchanges in King of the Hill. It is very uncomfortable, and it's crazy that it's just between those two. Yeah. Hank says, hey, look, we're brushing our teeth together. Okay, great. Thanks, obvious man. Uh, he says, you think we should invite Dale and Nancy to join us? Wouldn't that be fun? Peggy, of course, she's like, obviously not. But I think that was your point. He goes, don't get me wrong. I'm glad their marriage has stopped crumbling, but when are those couples, uh, when are those couples dates going to end? You know, Dale thought we wanted to swing. <laughs> and here's shitty Peggy. She goes, swing? Absolutely not. You get Nancy and I end up with Dale? Who's the clear winner there? Dale? <laughs> what a yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, that's that a is joke. shitty, Peggy. 
later, Nancy is on the phone in her kitchen, and she's obviously talking to John Redcorn. She goes, it's just seeing you like that, passed out on the floor, so vulnerable, like a sexy wounded bear. We've been through too much together to end like this. I want you back. Redcorn, we see, is laying in his bed. He's got a big ice pack on his head. He's just in his underwear. He says, uh, I'm 36 years old. I don't need this crap. Yeah. And he just immediately hangs up on her. This is a crazy exchange going on. I like on that. Those two. I'm 36 years old. I don't I'm need this crap. I'm 36 years old. That's actually a meme. <laughs> I'm 36 years old. I don't need this oh, crap. Is it really? Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. been, well, it was uh, it, uh, years ago, like probably like eight, gotcha. nine years ago. It was it, tra- it traveled around the internet as a meme. Dale comes up uh, because Nancy is now sobbing. She's been hung up on. He goes, Was that John Redcorn? She goes, No. Oh, yes. She just kind of gives up. You know, she's I feel like she's yeah. on the edge of telling Dale this entire episode. You know what happens when I'm 36? What's that? We'll be halfway through this podcast. <laughs> I was doing the math on it. I'll be about 36 by the time we get to about halfway. Yeah. I'm 33 now. So about three more years, we'll be at the halfway mark. You know what happens when I'm 36? Are, like, are 18 you, years are, ago. Are you rolling it back? I guess, like, yeah, are you rolling it back? Saying, like, how are, yeah. we going? are you going all one, the way forward and back around? Or are you good? Okay, I got you. I switched that odometer out. Uh, Adele says, was that John Redcorn? She goes, no. Oh, yes. He goes, how's he doing? She goes, I don't know. He hung up on me. He goes, maybe I should go over there to his trailer and apologize. She immediately is like, no. I think maybe the best thing for you, for both of us, is just let it go. Promise me, Dale. Promise me you'll let it go. Dale says, all he ever did was make your head feel better, and I go make his head feel worse. It's almost ironic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, of course, he doesn't keep his word. He goes over to John Redcorn's trailer. He's knocking on it. Uh, Redcorn comes to the door. He says, hey, John Redcorn, I came to apologize for beating you up. Redcorn, of course. Instantly, still, you didn't still, beat me up. You hit me with a lamp. Yeah. You snuck up behind me with a lamp. That's funny. He's it's funny there. assuming that Dale could, like, yes. he could barely beat himself out of a wet paper bag, That's right. let alone right. beat up John Redcorn. But John Redcorn's standing there in the doorway, still in his underwear with the ice pack on his head. Uh, Dale says, okay, I know you're mad at me right now. I'm probably a little scared, and I feel horrible. Now, what do you say? Let's smoke them peace pipe. Shit, Dale. Yeah, you couldn't say that anymore. That's, that's nah, rough, You Dale. couldn't say that. Well, it's funny, though. You know, I was reading about the – remember all the sports name changes oh, yeah, about sure. two, three like years the, ago? The, the, the Washington Cleveland, Commanders. Cleveland Indians Cleveland went to the Indians Guardians. And yeah. all that. Well, uh, there's a Native American foundation that – is trying to get the Washington name reversed back to Redskins because the uh, Native American that's displayed on the helmets was an actual man, and it was a honorary thing. Yeah, sure. And they weren't even mad. No, I've always heard that it's just the white people. It's not the it's not the Indians that that were worried about it. And that's the thing too. There was a a weird video. I mean, and the guy was like a far right wing guy trying to make a point, but uh, the point was, I I thought it was a a decent point. He he wore like a sombrero and. uh, uh, like a poncho and stuff like that, and he went and asked Mexican people. Okay. He goes, "Are you offended by this?" <laughs> oh, and they I were did like, "No, that. no, we're I not." They're that. like, "That's great, we love that." Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. like, "You're showing off our culture." Yeah. A lot of people don't know that's a part of our yeah. culture, and you're you're representing it. The well, kind the of thing. whole appropriation thing. I mean, it literally is, it, and not to get on a soapbox or anything. Yeah, 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 no. But it's white people with that savior complex. They think they can <laughs> go out and save everybody, yeah. and nobody asked you to. Nobody asked you to, and that's what that's what people say. Yeah. Like, there, when did we when did we hire white people to speak for us? But that's the part where. You kill your rats, I'll kill mine. Yeah, you kill your rats, is. I'll kill mine. Yeah, that's exactly. You wear right. your hats, and I'll wear mine. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, um, 
He tries to uh, close the screen on him. Uh, and, goodbye, Dale. And he tries to close the screen on him. Dale comes in anyway, of course, because he always does. Oh, come on. How about you hit me on the head? And we call it even. Hands him a pillow and says, this will work. And he <laughs> yeah. just, like, he balls up, like, ready to get hit with a freaking pillow. John Redcorn's a little mad. He goes, uh, oh, hitting you won't change anything. I'll still be living in a trailer. No wife, no land. And he kind of looks off into the distance. He sees the Arlen Water Tower. You know, over half of Arlen used to belong to my people. Uh, Dale, not even clued into the fact that he's an American Indian, he goes, uh, you come from money? <laughs> he says, 10 years ago, I filed a lawsuit against the Bureau of Indian Affairs, but to this day, they refuse to return the land that is rightfully ours. <laughs> yeah. Dale. And that's uh, the land. And, and that's, yeah, the, uh, this that's is it. the, I guess this that's is it. the segue. This is the precursor. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dale goes, mm. and this is right up Dale's alley. He goes, have you tried using FOIA? Uh, he goes, enacted in 1966, the Freedom of Information Act, or FOIA, gives any citizen the right to request access to federal agency records or information. It's what I used when I took on the IRS for disallowing my status as a tax-exempt church. <laughs> um, uh, Redcorn hands him a big legal pad, and he goes, would you mind? And he starts looking at it, and Dale goes, bringing down the federal government? Not at all. I mean, he's super yeah, excited he loves about it. this. Yeah, he loves yeah. it. Now we're in the alley, and you know, and I kind of think it's uh, uh, him and John. The, the, being the you know, because we're getting yeah. close to the end of this episode, yeah, sure. him and John Redcorn finding some kind of common ground, even though yeah. one guy yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much fluffed his wife for fifteen years and fluffed. kept kept her happy. I mean, that's pretty much what he was. Sure. He was a fluffer for he Dale fluffer. for twenty yeah. for fifteen, sixteen for, for years, twice or, a year, for yeah. twice a year. Yeah. Uh, now we're in the alley, uh, Hank, and he's with Bill and Boomhauer, and it's just it's Hank, Bill, and Boomhauer. Uh, and <laughs> I love this. Uh, Bill is like, "Can I?" Hank's, "No, please, no." Oh, come on. Hank finally gives in. He goes, ah, it'll shut you up. And he hands him his glasses so that Bill <laughs> can try them on. Um, Peggy, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Nancy comes out. She goes, Dale, dinner. Have you seen Dale? Uh, and she walks up to the guys in the alley. Uh, of course, Bill's like, I can't see anything. He's yeah. so happy. Um, uh, Hank says, uh, geez, I hope he's not dead or we'd have to cancel our couple's date at the lake. Uh, and then we see the bugaboo drive up in the driveway and then I just wrote the word uh, Hank with a big exclamation mark next to this because Hank goes, damn. I mean, did he want Dale to be dead? I don't know. Point? I don't know. Yeah, goes, that's kind of, yeah, it was kind of a, <laughs> a dark <laughs> comment. Damn. He goes, damn. Uh, Dale gets out. Uh, Nancy walks over there. She goes, where have you been? I've been worried. Well, not worried, lonely. He goes, oh, I was at John uh, Gun Club playing Russian roulette. She goes, oh, did you win? Uh, you're not really familiar with the game, are you? <laughs> yeah. She goes, no. He goes, yeah, I won. Damn. Uh, next day, we're at John Redcorn's, um, and uh, Dale is already over there. And he's like, fifthly, we don't live in a communist China, and our Indians have rights to which are. And then he kind of grabs his neck because he's been putting in a lot of work here. Redcorn is like, you're pushing yourself too hard. You must relax. And he comes up and starts giving him a shoulder rub, which is really weird because this is kind of how the Nancy thing started. Yeah. And so it's so odd to see him going through it. Uh, he really enjoys the massage. He goes, Dale, you are a good man. All this effort on behalf of my struggle, and you're not even a Native American. He says, so in that time we put aside our differences on behalf of the white man, I'd like to formally apologize for everything my people have done to your people. Puts his hand out to shake it. And Redcorn shakes it, and he goes, and I would like to apologize for everything I've done to you. 
pregnant pause and your people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and your people. Yeah. Uh, now we're at the park. Uh, and I don't know, have you ever seen these, these big swan boats that they're in? Like they're pedaling around the lake in these oh, giant Oh, yeah, swans. I've seen them. You know, I've never seen one in the wild. I don't think I've ever seen them But in I've real seen them life. in yeah. a thousand movies. Yeah, yeah. It's always some romantic is it some like nor- Is it like a Northeastern thing? I, I, it, I assume it's always in New York somewhere. Because you know, I imagine like Central that, Parky to me, that like a swan... We don't see swans until winter, you know. So the swan to me is like a spring, like North New England thing. Well, they fly south. I mean, they migrate through here. Yeah, I think so. Uh, So Nancy is in a swan all by herself. Uh, Hank and Peggy kind of float by or pedal by. She goes, Dale said he'd meet me here after de-roaching the Christian Science reading room. I feel like such a fool. Hank says uh, she feels like a fool. I might as well be paddling a giant jackass around the lake. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, Hank. I don't know. She goes, well, he's not coming, and you wonder why I need two men. One is always letting me down. Hank's like, oh, okay, then. That's it. We're going in. He starts pedaling backwards in the swan. Uh, Peggy starts pedaling against him and says, Hank, Nancy going back to having Dale and John Redcorn is not the answer. The swan's just kind of spinning yeah, around yeah, now because yeah. they're fighting, uh, fighting each other. And that's what happens. If you're on a pedal boat and you don't get yep. along with the other person on it, you end up spinning in spinning circles. Spinning around. Yeah. She goes, there's an expression that I once heard. It goes something like, two's company, three's a crowd. He goes, She says, uh, well, I've heard another expression. A heart wants what it wants. Woody Allen. And she pedals <laughs> off. Yeah. And then Peggy, Nancy, wait, he married his daughter. <laughs> Yeah, Which yeah, is, yeah. That's, that's a dark reference. That's a dark reference. I actually have a uh, a little thing from Sun-Yi. Artie here. Yeah, so he says, uh, the heart wants what it wants. Woody Allen. So uh, after that is, news. That is crazy that that came from Woody Allen. Oh, it is insane. So what's it's it, the, the the context is even crazier. So he goes after the news of the relationship emerged, which is the relationship between fifty six year old Woody Allen yeah. and his adopted yeah. daughter yeah. Soon Yi, who was twenty two. She was he, like their their. She kept the other kids. Mia Farrow's. Uh, she was Mia Farrow's adopted. Like wasn't it Mia Farrow? Yeah, it was Mia Farrow, yeah. and I think they. Um, uh, she wasn't was she like, young too? Though she was Mia like Farrow? their nanny. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that. I don't know her age, but it says uh, the hearts want what it wants. There's no logic to these things. You meet someone and you fall in love, and that's that. Gross. She was the adopted daughter of Mia Farrow, his ex-wife. That's Super the gross. context. Super yeah. gross. Uh, now we're at Redcorns, and uh, Dale is getting a full-on massage. He's down on the massage table and everything. Uh, and Redcorn goes and done. All I need is your. Oh no, I'm sorry. This is Dale. He's laying on the thing, and he goes, "And done. All I need is your John Hancock, John Redcorn. He's working on the paperwork while he's getting a massage. He hands him the uh, the clipboard, and he he says, "Thank you again, Dale." And then you hear a knock on the door. He goes, "It's the pizza. It's on me." Uh, and <laughs> he opens up the door, and it's Nancy standing there. She has no idea that Dale's there, which I don't understand because he had to drive the Bugabago to get there. Yeah, he had to. She had to freaking see. She that had thing. to see it like parked out front. Unless he was, and and unless she dead. has a weird place that she comes into the property, maybe well, that's true. And where she couldn't see it, like maybe maybe Joseph is in the back of the Bugabago. Maybe Joseph just is sleeping. at home somewhere. He opens the door. It's Nancy. She's probably goes, creeping somebody out of the mall. <laughs> He's just hiding behind a bush. Yeah. Uh, she goes. I made a mistake. I had it all, and I threw half of it away. She goes. All I want is it all again. She throws herself at him. He, he, John Redcorn's like, Nancy, no, because he knows that Dale's inside. Up comes Dale. He says, Nancy. She goes, oh, my God, Dale, what are you doing here? 
He says, uh, dang Christian scientists gave me a headache. Then they wouldn't give me an aspirin, just a magazine. So I thought red corn could help. I got so, an Artyism, uh, yeah. the Christian scientist thing. So I don't know Watchtower. anything about Christian scientists, but he said that they don't do aspirin. So that's what the joke is. They don't do any kind oh, of. I don't doubt that. They don't yeah. do any kind of medicine or anything like that. So yeah. if they get sick with something, they're just sick. Absolutely, do not doubt that. Well, it's God's plan if they get sick. Um, he goes. Uh, similar question would be, what are you doing here? She says, I uh, I have a headache too. Big migraine just snuck up on me. Ow, ow, it hurts. She just you know. Yeah, playing vamping up. here, and he goes, uh, your headaches are back, but I thought the sw- at the swan. Bo- oh, the swan boats. I completely uh. forgot. Now you got a migraine. It's all my fault because he still thinks it's because she's looking for attention from him. Uh, she goes, I hope you're happy. Damn, Nancy, that's pretty shitty. He goes, no. Okay, Nancy, here's the deal. I know I promised I wouldn't come here, but 15 years of patient-healer relations, and I shatter it like so much lamp on scalp. I can't fix that lamp. I tried, and I got a really bad shock. <laughs> but maybe I can put you two back together. Yeah. Nancy's like, you came here for me? And, again, she's like, oh, shit, this is my husband. You know, and she's yeah. Her husband goes there to like, hey, yeah. you know, I need you to heal my wife. She yeah. got headaches, dude. Yeah. You got to figure it Which out. Which is not really why it was. Which there, is not really still. why it was there, yeah. but uh, he says uh, for both of you, what do you say, John Redcorn? Will you heal my wife, please? I mean, geez, he's literally asking him to screw his wife. Yeah, will you please do my wife, please? Oh my god, I'm begging you, John Redcorn. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but no. Uh, Dale's immediate response is, you bastard, after all the help I've given you. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's some sage <laughs> advice for, for all you young guys out there. Uh, if you want peace and quiet in your home and you want to still be married and have the, the comforts of marriage, yeah. just find a John Redcorn because <laughs> you could just slip off in the man cave every that's night and right. not have to worry about the nagging because sure. she's being healed. <laughs> sure. uh, out of sight, out of mind. Dale could do it for so long. Why can't the rest of us? <laughs> Dale says, you bastard, after all the help I've given you. John Red goes, Dale, you've become a true friend, which is why it would be unprofessional of me to continue seeing your wife. Uh, and Nancy's like, I understand. Uh, Dale says, wait, I guess I could treat you. I may not be a licensed New Age healer, but I think I've walked in on you guys often enough to know what goes on in there. <laughs> John Redcorn, Dale, the power to heal dwells not in the head or the hands, but in the heart. You are a good man, and you love Nancy very much, and perhaps love is the strongest medicine of all. Dale's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's just, he goes, goodbye, Nancy. Uh, she says, goodbye, John Redcorn. And then Dale's like snickering as they go out, and they're they're holding yeah. hands as they leave. He goes, I was getting a weird vibe in there. You think he's gay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we get the credits, and as the credits are rolling – we see a guy deliver a whole bunch of boxes from whole the federal boxes, government. Yeah. And John Redcorn sits down and he starts starts reading all these all these documents. He goes, This is good. This is dynamite. This is dynamite. And that's it. That's the end of that episode. That's the now, end of that episode. After the credits we do get Love Train. Woo woo. Love Train. Yeah, from uh from Dale. Yep. Uh it's a good episode. It it is a weird episode. Uh, it's a weird one because it it's a, like uh it, it it ties up and ends a part of the yeah. uh, lore. And of it's the show. very much a transition, you know, yeah. to another thing. Well, and that's the thing is is this is where we start transitioning after like season four, you start transitioning to episodes that uh don't get as great ratings as the mm. first three seasons. The first three seasons really like 
they get a lot of great yeah. great reviews. I think it's kind of like with The Simpsons. Like after that season new. ten, yeah. there's this there's this chart season that 10. this guy has thirty four seasons, and mm -hmm. he's made a chart of uh, where he's taken every episode that and how it's been rated, yeah. and you don't get very many high rated episodes after ten. Really, it's like maybe two a season. How weird. Well, I mean, everybody got used to it. It was new and fresh, you know, when it first began, and then I guess people. Got yeah, it used got to stale. It I guess I don't know. It's kind of like with the uh, with Family Guy. It, it started off with uh, Stewie being like this maniacal kid who wanted to kill his mom, and then yeah. he, uh, they, then they you know code switched him to being metro metrosexual well, or the, even homosexual. The issue is that um, it gets stale for the writers, I would assume. And also, maybe the studio gets involved, and that's always I a think death that's a nail lot of to it. a show. Once the studio gets involved, or maybe even like budgetary stuff, you that's know, true. like stuff like that. Maybe it's just a money thing. Like, oh, well, we're we're not making as much money. Let's see if yeah. we, this is funny or see yeah. if that's funny. I don't know because they know it hit. You know, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Because it was, it was really good, and that's why that's literally the reason why King of the Hill died was because Seth MacFarlane's shows were doing good. I like some of these older episodes. I mean, the newer episodes, though. I think that it gets really wacky after this. Like, season five, it starts getting a little weird. Yeah, no, I... Yeah. I the, the, for me, it's generally when Lucky pops up... Oh, yeah. ...is about where I really stopped watching it every Friday really? or whatever. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, see, I, I don't know Lucky. why. I, I like great. Lucky too. I like Lucky too. At the time, there was too many Luckies in my life oh, as, gotcha. a, as a as a teenager. That makes like sense. my dad had friends that were like my dad's not like Lucky, but he had friends who were like Lucky. And I think it just uh, it, it slightly annoyed me because I had to deal with like yeah, uh, uh, ignorant rednecks sure. like in my actual personal life. So it was like, you know, why would I want to sit here and watch the same thing when I could just sit on the front porch on a Saturday night and watch him in the yard? I you know, that. I get that. Uh, well, guys, uh, thank you again for joining us for season yeah, we four, episode it. twenty-one. It's insane that y'all still Nancy's still listen boys. to us. Honestly. Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, we, crazy. we really appreciate it. I think we've gotten better at it. But uh, you can tell us if we haven't. Yeah, if we haven't. Uh, you want to tell them where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us on all social media, B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. You could go to B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H dot com, or you could go over to roguemedianetwork.com slash B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. And, uh, you know, go over there and check out some other podcasts, too. There's a lot of great podcasts on there. If you like comic books, there's there's a, uh, a really good one that Mike does with uh, a buddy of his named Zach. Yep. Uh, Bros, Foes, and Heroes. That's one of my personal favorites. That's one I, I, I try to tune into pretty right often. Right now, we're going through uh, kind of the history of Marvel, which is cool. Oh, uh, so like from yeah. the early 1900s all the way well, through kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, the, the Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. like the original and, stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's I'm, good. I'm going to have to check that I'm out. Really is it like a series it. that y'all are doing? It's kind of. I mean, we're yeah. taking five or six episodes and just kind of going over this thing. Zach's super in love with that storyline, and I, I love Zach's. it because I've not heard a lot of that stuff if you guys yeah. haven't listened to bros foes and heroes you need to zach zach is really really he's like a compendium of, of this of comic this, book, this comic knowledge. book yeah. knowledge between him and mason out there we got all the comics covered yeah it and then since he works at the print shop y'all's notes and stuff that y'all use for the show are just yeah studio quality yeah he's got yeah. good stuff good he's got good stuff all right guys well thanks again for joining us and we appreciate you being here and yeah, we, we will it. see you friday i guess yeah thank you so much uh, we matanye. That's it. We matanye, indeed. This has been a Rogue Media Network. Perfect.
Dankeschön. 